2: Welcome to
3: another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, in partnership with the Chairshot.com. presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com,
4: where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com,
3: where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code Pod. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching
2: at tbtalkpod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Big Joe and
3: Carl Carafel. Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Turnbuckle Talk. We are looking at episode 187. Thank you for coming along and joining us as we bring our vidcast, not necessarily just a podcast, but a vidcast now as well, to the masses. Big Joe, another week, more wrestling talk. But before all of that... How have you been this past week since we last were on?
4: Oh, boy, man. It's been um, outside of wrestling. uh, This has absolutely nothing to do with wrestling, but for, i I let a little bit uh, go there on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, I I had a bit of a COVID experience. Um, Without saying too much, essentially, I I had to go get a a test over kind of silliness, in my opinion. But uh, I had one symptom of a runny nose, and I was, um, you know, forced to, to go get a test. So I did. And man, damn near a week to get a result. I, I, essentially Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, and then just, you know, Early this morning, early, early this morning, finally getting the results, and just just logged into the uh, the really, really piss poor website that the Canadian government has set up for for doing this, and um, it finally updated. and I was like, "Yay, finally!" You know, I I, I I can I can go back to work and and kind of get things back to normal because, dude, it's it's been a stressful friggin' week. It's been a stressful week. I'm sure it definitely oh. has
3: been. I you you did send me the uh, confirmation of a yeah. negative COVID nineteen result yeah. at about four fifteen <laughs> this morning. That's where I got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My God, that is that's that's kind of ridiculous right now. Going oh. a week to get a test result back. Next week. Yeah. I don't know. That just
4: uh, I don't know. To me,
3: seems a little bit off. Yeah. I don't know.
4: Yep. Oh, well, they they just expect that you can wait uh you know, and, uh, do without working, you know, it just, it, it's, it's not, out, I don't know if they're short staffed or if it's just a, it's just a poorly implemented, uh, system that they have. It could be a combination of just everything. Right. So, you know, they're dealing with the nonsense, just like we are just trying to navigate through it you know, there's no precedence. Right. So, you know, it, it is what it is, man. And, um, glad to finally be through it, but, uh, but yeah, it's been a stressful week and thankfully there's been some wrestling, uh, to watch and, um and kind of navigate through, especially in the the New Japan side of things, uh, which I'll kind of get into, you know, provide some entertainment uh, during a very, very funky week for the big Joe over here in uh, Southern Ontario, Canada. So let's lead off here, Carl, by talking about some WWE shenanigans.
3: That is right, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not heard and been living under a rock for whatever reason, WWE has made their superstars and talent... Uh, sign essentially new contracts, yep. But they have the inclusion of this here, <laughs> so yeah, the WWE has now included and, and essentially has taken over the personal accounts of Twitch and Cameo. Mm-hmm so that the WWE can capitalize on that. Big Joe, what are your thoughts on WWE taking over these accounts of these superstars?
4: So my big issue with this stems from something that Vince and the company have always said. You you work for the WWE, but you're still considered an independent contractor. Finger quotations on the other version you're not getting, you're not going to be able to see that. But this kind of stuff here tells me you are not an independent contractor, because clearly, I mean, if if the the WWE can take over something that that's kind of personal here, a, a Twitch thing, is something that's uh, something an individual does, and they were like, okay, you know, not only can you, basically, you can't do this, is you know, but now we're gonna flip it. We're just you're gonna do it for us, and also the caveat that now you're going to be required to do this because now it's a WWE product. So they've gone to this is just a casual thing that these talents do for a little bit of extra cash and fun to now they are obligated to do it under the WWE banner.
3: And just just to let everybody know that is only on the Twitch platform. Mm -hmm. I do have something here that I want to read super quick here to you. Um, because you were not aware of the cameo as I we was came not. on. I was not. So I, w- I want to make this known for everybody. Um, essentially, the Twitch and the cameo both are, are kind of running under the same thing here. So WWE is making talent sign agreements to turn over their cameo and Twitch accounts to the company. Yep. Um, WWE is essentially making it, as Big Joe said, independent contractors sign new contracts. Uh, for Twitch, the... Key points of the new agreement are including that talent affirmed that the WWE is their authorized representative yep. talent authorized cameo to make all payments and other compensations to the WWE cameo will not be made a party in any dispute between the talent and the WWE and the authorization can only be canceled if the account is canceled. Hmm. So if I'm part of the WWE and I turn over and sign this so that uh, they have access to my cameo account, the only way that that will be revoked is if that account becomes canceled. Uh, Previously reported aspects of the Twitch deal, including the accounts using the performers, real names are included. Mm -hmm. Uh, And whatever percentage of revenue the WWE passed through to the wrestlers will count against their downside guarantee in their main contract. <laughs> um, that is also said to apply to the cameo deal. Yep. Um, one important distinction, okay, from the Twitch contracts is the note about cancellation. Okay. Hmm. So it would seem to indicate the WWE isn't going to be forcing anyone to do cameo yeah but they will be forcing to do twitch yep so
4: yeah man it's not a good look on the company yet again and during a time where other companies new japan ohio valley wrestling impact they're really catering to their audience and 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 really kind of making their audience feel very welcome and their talents whereas the wwe they're like this overbearing big conglomerate that is just forcing these talents to just do what they want to them and just oh man it, it's such a bad look at such a bad time it definitely is take. yeah That's i mean take.
3: especially at this time when you know this whole covid thing is going on uh lots lots of the the the, the performers aren't working mm-hmm. so they're supplementing their income now apparently as soon as they sign this
4: yeah
3: um that supplemental income is just going to be regular for them as noted in the uh uh, the little reading that I put there it's going to go towards their 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 income so I mean essentially if I have a uh, you know a $30,000 contract uh, per year with the WWE and my twitch brings in $10,000 well essentially my contract isn't a $30,000 contract now it's a a $20,000 contract yeah right so it's uh yeah, yeah, very, very bad move. I think on the part of the WWE.
4: I think that stuff like this is just going to. It's, we're going to go even further towards the this, this talk of unionization, which is something that we've talked about. You know, just you and I when we when we we've had um, you know, Mr. Ryan Bowman on and everybody else that um, that's been on this program. The talk of unionization. I think something like this is just going to make that become even more prevalent of a conversation that's going to happen. And I think yeah, that I'm going to say within the next five to 10 years that, that we, we very well could see a unionization of professional wrestlers. I think it's, it's time. It's going to be very, very tricky to implement. Um, especially given the lower to, to mid level companies, you know, like our friends over at CWE, you know, even ring of honor. I think you can kind of throw into the, into that, um, into that ballpark impact, and of course, our friends at Ignite Wrestling, it'll be very hard to implement that. But I, I think that there needs to be some kind of level ground and some thing put in place just to to protect the the rights and the, the health and the well being of the, of the performers as well. And because I mean, just this, like I said, I'll say it again: this is just a bad look for the WWE and the time to where they should be really looking to attract people. Where this, we're pushing not only pushing the viewers away and the the, the long time diehard fans. Now we're pushing the talent away with uh, this kind of stuff here, Carl, there's good, there's a lot of, of talk of a lot of these guys wanting to jump ship to Impact, even, to Impact. Right? Wow. No, right? I,
3: and and I definitely understand that and get that. I mean, uh, especially over in Impact right now, like the, uh, the the talent there really has their own say, I guess. you, you, They're, having you put it as, They're having fun. They're having fun over there. They That's are having noticed. a ton having of fun. fun. I mean, even, even like... Uh, Jordan Grace, uh, you know, has kind of like a little partnership deal yep. with, um, uh, I believe it's Adam and Eve, mm. um, you know, a lingerie clothing site. Um, you know, she's got a deal with them. She, you know, she yep. she models for for their products, puts it out there onto her uh, her social media, has a discount code, and uh, she's getting supplemental income that way, yep. uh, right? So, I mean, it's it, it, it's it's opening up. A world of opportunity for the performers to be able to uh, not only perform for us and do what they love to do but to also supplement doing something else that they love to do as well Uh, whereas unfortunately the wwe seems to be putting a huge kibosh on that so i I definitely get and i understand where uh these these talents are are kind of going maybe i don't want to be in the wwe anymore maybe i want to be somewhere else
4: and then you get some the one most notable, I think, with the situation was Paige. Uh, and I think she even has one of those only fans things where, I mean, you're essentially doing porn at that point. Um, and we just, you look at her, like, she's essentially becoming like a cam girl on Twitch, Carl. And uh, yeah. I believe that she's still technically associated <laughs> with the WD, but she's one of these ones where, like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And, and eventually that, and then they'll just, they'll cast her aside. She's, she, but she's found her niche and she's found a way to make money. So, you know, I, I guess, you know, more power to you, but... Uh, when it comes to wrestling, I think she's really kind of alienated herself from uh, uh, from that group.
3: Well, I think she's she's really alienated herself from the WWE group. Yeah. Um, if she were to go to a different company, uh, I th- I think that they would welcome her with open arms. Possibly, yeah. Um, especially because of how many fans she has on Twitch yeah. and you know these other platforms that she's doing. She's got all of these followers there yeah and they're gonna follow her wherever she goes so if the wwe for whatever reason does decide that uh they're gonna cast her aside i any company would be more than happy to bring her in and say listen we will work with you definitely right um and 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 she's she's really pushing back on this whole thing because Mm -hmm. this is uh uh, you know, something that she's been doing. And, and, and as you said, she really found a niche with this. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's really there. And she, she's really doing good for herself in that, that, that aspect. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if the WWE is going to come in and say, well, pretty much uh, your contract is for this, but we're going to take all the money from, you know, mm-hmm. Twitch that you're doing. Well, yeah, I, I can understand the pushback.
4: Yeah, and, and and to be fair too, uh, I've I used to to do Twitch and I used to to follow some people and kind of delve into the little Twitch culture. Uh, with, with Paige, especially the way that she does it, they're not there for professional wrestling. They're there to see the hot girl on the camera. To be fair, they are. That's what yep. that's what they're there for, right? And then those <laughs> it, are the channels that still that do really really well on Twitch. You know, yeah. some average Joe Schlow like me. That, <laughs> gonna get watched on Twitch. It's just a fact. You know, I yeah, I've tried that experiment. Yeah, so true. uh yeah they're not there for the professional wrestling. They're there to see the hot girl on the camera and that's what it is. You know I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna denounce it because it's um if you know what you're good at and you can do it and make money at it, more power to you. As long Speaking as this is hot
3: things on camera. Yes. Let's go to our next topic here. Yes. This is uh this is something that uh actually in the uh re- internet wrestling community has has really been a hot topic as of mm-hmm. late um we're 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 looking at AEW Dynamite and we're looking at them being
4: a year old it's already been a year man it's already it's been, been a year what? Where's the time gone? We, we we've gone from in this podcast talking about you know the the upcoming uh, we, we, before all in happened and then the birth of the company and, and waiting for it to happen and it finally becoming and already they've done a year of television program. It's pretty nuts. Pretty nuts.
3: It definitely is. It's 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 mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And then for for just some of the some of the different things that they've done, right? Like mm-hmm. I mean, gimmicky stuff that they've done, right? Like they did the uh, the Mimosa Mayhem. Yeah. Right, which was pretty cool. Jericho and uh Orange Cassidy. And then um uh the stadium stampede matchup that happened as enjoyed. well, which was a little yeah I enjoyed that right yeah. um and then they broadcast from a cruise ship. Yep. They taped an episode of Dynamite right. on the cruise ship yep. and were able to put out an episode all within a year like which by the way i was part of that historic event that happened Absolutely. Uh, the first aew dynamite on a cruise ship um yeah like just just holy crap like they have done so much within a year now how do you think their momentum is now as opposed to uh, let's say 11 months ago, Big Joe.
4: Well, I'm going to personalize this a little bit more because you know my experience is going to be different than yours. It's going to be different from uh, people that are, that are watching this or listening to the audio version. Your experience is all going to be different. For, for me, one thing to, to keep in mind uh, with me personally, since uh, this show, start, not since this show, Turnbuckle Top, but since AEW Dynamite started uh, during my, my quote-unquote day job or mark job, if you want to call that, I've shifted from being a day worker uh, slash afternoon, slash evening worker, to a night shift worker. So having said that, it's changed my my viewing habits, not only for professional wrestling, just in general when it comes to to, to regular television, when it comes to movies, when it comes to YouTube and whatnot. So having said that, the, the initial charm of AEW, and I mean like those first 10 episodes, I mean I was like, I was there watching it, there watching it, uh, I, I even you know, did a Facebook posting about the, the start of the very first episode. And, uh, cause I saw that in the Facebook memories that, that came up, but, um, <laughs> that initial charm I have to say for me has kind of worn off and then you throw in the, the combination of me shifting to be a night shift worker has resulted in me gravitating more towards the new Japan pro wrestling because of the time difference when I'm coming home from after my shift, that's when that's on. That's a lot of times it's airing live at that time. So I get to see a lot of that, like of, kind of the go, and then the with the YouTube stuff, you know, with OVW and with our friends over at Ignite and, and whatnot. So, my, my wrestling ha- viewing habits have really, really changed over this last year, uh, resulting in in me missing a lot of AEW di- Dynamite. I still record it, I still PVR it, slash, TiVo, whatever you want to call it. But I'll be honest, I miss a lot of it, and so it's not only I'm not I can't pass too much of a judgment, the stuff that these. They've, they've. It's been hit and miss. It's been, it's been hit and miss. Uh, I've seen a lot, but I've missed a lot. And like I said, just to, for me with this, things have really changed. I definitely don't watch hardly any WWE. A lot of times, I even forget when pay per views are happening. Right. But it's just, it's been a shift in my, my lifestyle, my work schedule. That it's resulted in my, my habits changing with that. And thankfully, with that too, because I mean, with New Japan Pro Wrestling, especially lately, uh, they've done the best coming through COVID as well. In my personal opinion. Yes. But um, what do you think for, uh, for EW Dynamite for their first year? Uh, I know you've been following a lot more closely than I have been.
3: I definitely have been. Um, I, I mean, I'm still excited for the product. I am. Yeah. Um, has it kind of dwindled the luster a little bit? Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it definitely has, right? Yeah. But, um, I mean, there's always that honeymoon period yeah uh, and that's that's exactly what had happened right so we we finally got aew dynamites that honeymoon phase is kind of passed and and we're we're getting professional wrestling mm. coming out of it now um they are trying to be a little different a little innovative with different things um right D- different gimmick matches stuff like this yep. uh so i, I they' they're still trying to keep things uh, fresh uh and and kind of hip today i guess you could say almost but um yeah i mean i i'm still high on aew i, I really am I, I mean i can't say i'm high on on all the talent no. but i mean i'm definitely high on aew still um not just aew though like i mean i i, I pvr nxt still yeah i pvr aew I PVR ring of honor ipvr impact wrestling as mm-hmm. well so, I mean, I've got, uh, you know, at le- it, yeah. or a- and NXT UK. So, I mean, yep. I've got five programs uh, of professional wrestling that PBR onto my uh, box every week that I go back and I watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, did, am I interested in watching Dynamite? Definitely I am. But, but the same can be said for Impact and Ring of Honor as well as uh, NXT. NXT UK, uh, not so much really anymore. Um, but I mean, I'm, 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 I'm still watching all of it. Um, odd time when I have a, uh, when I have a Monday available or a Friday, you know, I'll I'll try to watch some WWE. I definitely will. Ouch. Um,
4: what? I said, ouch. (laughs) <laughs> well i mean i'm i'm trying to right well, i, I hear mean you. W- I hear we kind of have to right i, I mean I that's
3: the, we're in, we're in the business of trying to talk professional wrestling yep. and uh they're the biggest conglomerate that's out there so i mean we should kind of see what they're doing for sure um yeah. so I, I mean i i do i definitely try to watch it but uh doesn't always happen <laughs> uh, just kind of like your case myself I, I i work overnight so i mean it's, it's it's a little harder for me uh sometimes i i come home and i have to get up early uh in the afternoon and then uh, you know i kind of take a little bit of a nap before uh, going back in for my shift so it makes it a little bit harder especially when these programs are running in the evening so mm-hmm. that's what that's why i, I usually pbr
4: yeah, one thing, a couple of things that, that I will say for them, I think that they need to improve on, um, especially with with recently some of these debuts, like the the one with Miro. Uh, I, I think that they that really wasn't handled too well. That one match that involved a couple of people, there were potentially some serious injuries that could have happened there, and, and I think that they need to to really stop like comparing themselves to other companies, especially poking and prodding over a WWE saying, you know, hey, we run a type ship and, you know, people don't get sick, people don't get hurt here and then those things happen, right? So all those things that they're better off just saying just just shut up on that stuff, just be themselves and, and, and kind of let the chips fall where they may constantly like comparing themselves to other people and poking and prodding places, I think is kind of a mistake because uh, that's the WCW thing all over again, right? And, yes. uh, and I will say that, you know, especially when you look at at all in where, where this all started the all is like the, the recurring word, right. Um, that it doesn't quite feel like it's lived up to, you know, like, like that moment, uh, after all in ended and they were all in the ring and really telling the crowd, you know, this is the start of something uh, really, really cool. And, and we're it, it just doesn't feel for, for me in, in the first year, it doesn't feel like it's quite lived up, uh, to the, those expectations that were set at that event. Cause I mean that that still, was like a landmark event, like outside of big companies, Right. That, that, that'll stand up for a long time of being like probably one of the biggest independent shows ever. And yep. it just it, it feels like they haven't quite lived up to those expectations, at, at least in my uh, in my boat. So
3: now for for those expectations, especially coming out of that, uh, that yeah. event, definitely. I, I understand what you're saying. <clears throat> um, now, do you think if COVID-19 had not played a factor in things, do you mm-hmm. think that uh, things might
4: be a little bit different in your um, response there, possibly it depends on how they're presenting things because it was supposed to be, you know, they were presenting themselves as, as this anti WWE place, right? And then it almost seems like they're like the little kid WWE where they're still doing a lot of the sports entertainment stuff. They were really uh, going more for like the sports kind of presentation. It feels like they kind of abandoned that and kind of going more with like the the, the kidsy stuff and the 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 funny stuff and and the vignettes and whatnot. And so it just doesn't f- feel. I don't know. If just they decided uh, to to make that switch on the fly, or how that all kind of happened. I don't think it really had anything to do with COVID, but it just it felt like we we started off with this really cool thing, and it feels like it's becoming sports entertainment again. I, I like professional wrestling. I'm not a big fan of sports entertainment. Now, gotcha. having said that, you know that stampede uh, that stadium stampede match was one that uh, people were probably pretty shocked that I actually enjoyed because I think that they. they <laughs> Just the way that stuff is executed also makes a big difference. And, um, yep. They, they, they are going to be some hokey stuff there. People thought, but I enjoyed it. So it just, it, 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 can, be, it can be hit and miss. Uh, I will say that, you know, at least they're trying, uh, they're, yes. they're trying some stuff and they're not just coming across something stupid and then sticking with it and everything. So they've been experimenting. It hasn't all been a win and some of it's been a loss, but, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, year two, I think, will be a very, very telling for this company Because a lot of people have been saying that they won't make it to a second year, especially the, the people that are really anti-AEW, which I'm not. Uh, I try and be as objective as I can. But a lot of people have been saying that, uh, yeah, they're not going to last too long. They're going to last longer than I think people are expecting.
3: I think so as yeah. well. I think right now is a good time for us to take a first commercial break here. Let yeah. us hear from our friends. As you see down at the ticker there from colorandelbowbrand.com. Wrestling.
2: A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connects emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand.
3: There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard from our friends over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Remember, you can always go to CollarAndElbowBrand.com and use our promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and get yourself 10% off your entire order. They have some amazing merchandise over there. As you see, every week I'm wearing the hat. This week I've actually got on the sweater. Which is phenomenal. Um, Underneath the sweater, I'm actually wearing the basic tee, uh, just a white tee with uh, black collar and elbow written on it. Make sure you go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. Doing so actually gives us a little bit of a kickback and helps us pay for and continue to bring you these video casts. Make sure you go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. That's collarandelbowbrand.com.
4: Absolutely. And right now they have that uh, special animal our shirt there as well, where all the proceeds uh, to the sale of that uh, particular shirt go towards his family. Uh, they did something similar with our, with Chad uh, Gaspard as well. So uh, cool that uh, that they're doing this. And uh, they actually did uh, a better tribute uh, recently uh, on OVW television than WWE did for Animal, which I thought was uh, a really? was very very cool. If you tune into the most recent episode of uh, OVW TV, saw a very cool uh, tribute to uh, Road Warrior Animal on there. So some good stuff. And there. as a
3: reminder, OVW TV is available on YouTube. Yeah, man. So you can go to YouTube and uh, check out OVW TV that way.
4: Yeah, the most recent episode, they did a 21-man Royal Rumble-style match for that uh, national title. And uh, Jesse um, Goddard, he uh, became that uh, that champions. a really cool match. I ended up coming down to him and Brian Pillman Jr. and a couple other guys there. So some good stuff there from OVW. I'm always digging them lately. But... Let us move on to our next topic here, Carl, some New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's been a little while since we've uh, done a full-on conversation about these guys, but uh, the G1 tournament is uh, still going on, and uh, it's um, it's looking really interesting so far.
3: It definitely is, ladies and gentlemen. The G1 Climax uh, with New Japan Pro Wrestling, as mm-hmm. you can see there on the screen, uh, the king of sports and they definitely are yep. um this is the updated standings as of two today. today um i believe what they have another four days
4: um well there's 19 nights so 19 okay yeah, so, so we're at we're about halfway so about
3: another 10 nights
4: then. yeah we're about halfway through now okay
3: yeah. okay and, and and already we're looking at uh here's the standings right so we've yeah. got uh you know, in block A, we've got Koda Ibushi, uh oh, leader of oh. the pack there. Uh four to, four four wins, uh, one <clears> loss, a <throat> uh, total of eight points. Over on the the B block, uh uh Tetsuya Naito with six. Um so yeah, I mean this this is I mean <laughs> let's just run down the top three in each block, Kota Ibushi, um, Okada and Jay White. Yep. Um and then on the B block, uh, <laughs> Naito. Uh, Juice Robinson and,
4: uh, Yano, Toriyano, yeah.
3: right. Yano, yeah. really? <laughs>
4: yeah. Yano actually got a win over a Tanahashi uh, the tournament, believe it or not. And, uh, yeah, some interesting uh, stuff kind of going on here. Um, the two names at the top, not too surprising. Um, that, uh, wouldn't shock me for that to be the final, but to kind of go through, uh, cause we haven't really covered too much since the beginning of the tournament. I thought I'd uh, bring up some notable, uh, matches here that have happened. um, the uh, I think we covered the first couple nights, but going into like night three, um, some interesting ones happening like uh, Tai Chi beating Minoru Suzuki. a uh, definitely wouldn't have uh, called that. Uh, Jay White getting a a, a win over Kota Bushi. Um, the young lions have been doing really, really well too. Basically, it's just Gabriel Kidd, uh, Uramura, and uh, Suji, and they've just been kind of like mixing those matchups uh, throughout the whole thing. But uh, some other stuff here, like uh, Juice Robinson getting a win over Kenta. That was uh, kind of surprising. Goto beating uh, Sonata. Uh, Torigano defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi in under eight minutes. Uh, that was definitely a surprise. Minor Suzuki getting a win over Jeff Cobb in night five. Uh, Shingo getting a win over Will Ospreay, which is interesting there as well. Uh, Jay White also beating Kazuchika Okada in that uh, that fifth night. Um... Toriano getting a win over Evil, and uh, Kenta beating Zack Sabre Jr., kind of a WWE uh, matchup there. Sonata uh, losing a lot of matches in this tournament. Um, but the the one that uh, I'm kind of particularly sad about is in that A block, Carl. And my boy Shingo Tagagi is sitting there with four points, uh, two wins and three losses, man. that's uh, That one's roughing in Sonata uh bringing up the rear in that b block man he's gotta be warning what do i need to do in this company to uh to get a fair shake that they, they seem well, to really he's... have it up for that dude over there
3: i don't know why but yeah man. you're you're very much so right i mean that's that's the way it seems it's just uh it's really weird really really weird
4: what's your prediction carl what, what's the the final matchup uh for this tournament
3: oh jeez kind of going by uh, by how things are looking right now um Okada and Robinson I want to say Yano but I wow. don't think that that's going to I don't Yano think that, that that's really going to continue uh for very much longer I think that this is just a uh, uh a rib on everybody <laughs> and uh, It's Yano. I think it, at some point we're going to see uh Toru Yano uh Yano um kind of <laughs> starting to get yeah. those losses yeah. coming in, but
4: uh, yeah, yeah. Because when you, when you actually look at that, I actually had to do like a double take. Uh, Yano isn't really sitting there in third place; he is actually tied <laughs> six points for for, for the lead for w- with yeah. Juice and Naito. Juice is a nice. Uh, um, uh, surprise there at, at the top. I think he might surprise him, but he, he has a very, very different looking kind of gimmick right now. I'm not sure what that's all about, but I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, some other surprises, like Will Ospreay, um, I think is somebody that still could make a an impact there. And Jeff Cobb, um, kind of sitting there in the same spot as a Shingo. Uh, it's still fairly early. There can be some movers and shakers here, but I think that this ultimately comes down to Kazuchika Okada versus Tetsuya Naito in uh, in the final. That's going to be my prediction.
3: Okay, yeah. okay. You see, I'm I'm kind of thinking that that they're uh, for this one at least they're going to have a little bit of a mix of uh, of New Japan and North America in yeah. there. Uh, so you know, kind of having uh, Juice uh, Juice Robinson, you know, kind of. Um, continue on uh, further or even yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. which uh, I mean really isn't North America but uh, kind of was North America for a while yeah. um, you know or or, or they, they could take things in a totally different way and go you know um, Naito and uh, Osprey or something like that or, yeah. or, or Jay White right and then uh, kind of have that mix of uh, Japan and anything else
4: yeah It'll be interesting to see how it all kind of plays out. Um, if Yano ends up in the finals, I um, know our friend Mr. Mike, Mr. Michael Jargo, I think by that, that time, uh, Dustine will be will be back up and running uh, the podcast. Yeah, And I, yeah. I think you'll you definitely be hearing a lot from him. Those will be some episodes that I'll tune into for sure. Those will if, be if it plays out that
3: episodes way. that you will not oh, want man. your children around for because yeah. they will
4: be explicit. Absolutely. And I can't <laughs> blame them. All right man, let's uh shift back over to some WWE talk. Um we're talking Roman Reigns again here Carl. It's been a while since we've actually kind of delved into and talked about this uh this dude. But um recently they they finally made the the shift that we were all kind of calling for for years now. And it's been kind of interesting. It's been interesting for for me personally, it feels like it's maybe a little too little too late. With this, but they've actually been doing some cool stuff here. I think you've seen more of this uh, than I have. I've been kind of catching some segments, but I haven't definitely have not been watching full shows of uh, of uh, SmackDown. But uh, but yeah, they've been doing some cool stuff with him.
3: They've been doing some really cool stuff with yeah. him. I'm uh, super excited for it, and and even this photo here that I'm going to put up on screen really tells it all. Yeah. Um, you know, where wearing the, the, the lay over over his neck, you know, being yep. wanting to be called the tribal chief. Um, and then like the two guys that are that are there, those are his cousins. Mm-hmm. And he, he's essentially just decimated and, and, you know, kind of has that uh, uh, that regard of tough love. I love you, but you're nothing.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm the top of the top. And that's the way it's always been. And that's the way it's always going to be, um, and just this this whole new shift. Uh, you know, even having you see uh, Paul Heyman in the back there with his uh, yeah. his hands over his mouth, um, just like this whole picture here, just really embodies the entire story. Um, the, the the look on on Jimmy Uso's face there uh, as he's you know over top of his uh, brother Jay Uso looking down on yeah. him um, and, and you know with Roman Reigns just standing there over top. Yeah, looking dominating and i'm loving the fact that uh they they've taken that stupid vest off of them yeah. it's gone that was long overdue. uh we're able to actually see a character that looks menacing now as opposed to somebody who looks a little bit more shy and, and and afraid and and having to wear something like a uh like a vest um and then again just with paul Heyman, just that look on paul Heyman's face he's he's a master of that master yeah. Uh, but I mean, I I've been super good and and cool with everything that the WWE right now has been doing with uh, with Roman Reigns, and uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm very shocked and surprised that I'm saying this because I have never really been a big Roman Reigns fan. No. But I am happy with the direction that everything is currently going. Wh-
4: wh- when it always came to Roman Reigns, I was never cri- critical of the, of the in-ring work. Uh, I always thought that, the, that, that what he did in the ring was just fine. It was always just an issue with the character and the company pushing him in a certain direction. That just didn't seem right. And it feels like we have definitely we're steering in, in the right direction. Now, Carl, what are the odds here that all three of these guys end up together in some kind of group or faction at some point? No. I, I see it happening. I I see it happening. I think that they're going to go like the Samoan dynasty thing. I I have a feeling and knowing Vince's mindset that he's going to want to do something like this.
3: I know he's definitely going to want to do something like this. Um, I I hope that this question honestly gets asked a little bit more out in the internet wrestling community Mm -hmm. and uh, that it, that it's said no, that people don't want this and, and hopefully maybe uh, they'll be listened to. (laughs) Um, we'll see, it's, we'll it's see. honestly not something that I want to see I definitely yeah. do not want to see that uh, Jimmy and Jey Uso uh, have a great thing going as a tag team let them just continue to be uh, the tag team that they are um, whether they've been uh, face whether they've been heel as a tag team they, they do very well in both roles leave this with Roman Reigns right now let him have a time to quote unquote shine and uh, just be this dominating character that uh, that he needs to be. Yeah.
4: And, and for anybody watching right now, if you have uh, a comment on this, feel free to, to post it. If you're watching this live, uh, feel free to post it into the comments. Uh, the reason why I kind of bring that up with them is because I really feel, yeah, I, I like to kind of not make fun of WWE, but I'm pretty critical of them lately. One thing with the uh, the Usos, I can't really be be critical of them, Carl. I think that they're, they really, I think a lot of people don't give them a fair shake. Honestly, I think that they're the best yeah. tag team in the company. And I, I think yes, that... in the
3: WWE, yeah.
4: I, I think that they're kind of being wasted there, Carl. And I think eventually I would love to, to see them like in a Ring of Honor or a New Japan uh, impact. Maybe not quite so much, but I think especially over New Japan and if they could kind of cross over with, uh, with Ring of Honor. I mean, a matchup with the Briscoes uh, in right. the US, that would be absolutely phenomenal. And uh, just the, the stuff that they could do over New Japan as well. I mean, in World Tag League, they, you know, they could really excel over there. Uh, just uh, I feel like these guys are just being wasted in this company. And that's why I I think that they might try something here. They might play the angle of uh, Roman Reigns basically saying, you know, kind of beat them up for a little while and be like, Hey, you know, you guys are family come and join me or kind of be destroyed. Right. So um, I I think eventually they might kind of play that angle. Um, I don't know how long of a deal these guys have with this company, but I would love to go see them to see them go elsewhere. And I don't, yeah. I don't want it to be AEW. I don't want it to be another one of these guys where it's like okay, you know these guys were left WWE and the first thing that everybody always says is they're going to AEW. Right. Go go elsewhere. New Japan is where I think these guys should be.
3: I you know what? And and I I'm in in agreement with that um I I would rather see them in Ring of Honor though mm. as opposed to uh New Japan Pro mm. Wrestling because just as you mentioned could you imagine the Usos versus the Briscoes? That's a dream Could matchup I've wanted to see for feud, years. Years of a feud for yeah. a while going yeah. on between those two mm. tag teams. That would be epic. No. That, that no. has gold and money written all over it. It does. And that is, that's where I would want to see them go. And I mean, it, they've got some great tag teams over in Ring of Honor as well. So yeah. why not? Why not? Like, there's so much that can be done and happen over in Ring of Honor with uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso if yep. the WWE ever, you know, releases them from their contracts. Um, that's
4: where I would rather see them go is Ring of Honor. Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, we'll we'll see if anything like that happens. Um, I just, uh, again, I just I feel it's not so much that they don't necessarily belong in WWE. just I feel that there's not enough there for them to to kinda of play off or to really kinda of compete with. It just it feels like they're the only tag team that's worth a damn in that company and everybody else like it's just it's such a damage, it's such a sparse tag team division that they have in WWE. Like it just it feels like they don't even care about it. Anymore. And it's been that way for
3: quite a while. It definitely has been. I mean they, they really feel like the tag team because And not just because they're, you know, brothers or or whatever, right? But I mean, you you really felt, you feel a a different dynamic between, uh, Two guys who who have been a tag team pretty much their entire career mm-hmm. to you know other ones who have just kind of been thrown together um If you guys want a little bit more on tag team stuff, go and check out our last episode where we had our tag team special. We were joined by a couple of good friends of ours mm-hmm. in uh, Rick vickery and uh Michael Jargo. So if you want you can go back and uh check out our Facebook page at TB Talk Pod. You can find everything there for uh for the shows and you can go back and watch that tag team special if you want to hear a little bit more about tag team stuff. Uh but yeah, I mean I personally yeah, I I, I agree with you. They seem to be about the only ones that are really making any type of a impact right
4: now yeah for sure and speaking of our friends here uh before we move on to our next topic uh because when we do go live with the facebook here i also do share uh from our term ruggle talk page uh, to my personal page and i actually have a a comment that i want to kind of bring up Uh, and it was about the uh about the twitch at uh, the, the top of the program here, our friend, okay. uh, Mr. Stevie Richards from over in the Hobby Media Group and former WWE talent, Mr. Stevie Richards, had uh, had a comment nice. on the topic saying, why would I, I want guy. to stream for hours on my days off to have WWE pay me what they feel like? I agree, Stevie. I agree. There we go. <laughs> right? The, the, wise words. Wise words. Wise from- words.
3: I mean, yeah, if... If you guys ever see anything, if we ever say this is coming from Stevie Richards, okay? All you got to know is listen up because this guy knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. He's one of the best minds in the business ever. Yep. So, yeah. If we ever say Stevie Richards says...
4: Listen yeah. up! <laughs> Absolutely, uh, and actually, somebody that uh, when we get to our two hundred episode, actually, uh, Stevie is uh, one of the guys that's at the top of my list uh, to have uh, on Turnbuckle Talk. That's something that I've wanted to do for quite a long time, and I think um, I'm hoping to someday make that happen. And uh, so, stay tuned. Yeah. Eventually, eventually, we're gonna we'll have Stevie on this program. I guarantee it. All right. So next up here, Carl, uh, let us. Uh, I guess we're gonna talk a little bit of uh, breaking news. Uh, let me uh, quickly play our our little bit here. All right, so breaking news that isn't really kind of dirt sheet. It's a little bit tough this week because there was a fair amount of dirt sheet stuff. Uh, Do you have anything that you want to kind of uh, bring up while I kind of uh, uh, look through the pages here?
3: Yeah, somebody that was recently released from Mm. the WWE, we're looking, uh, former WWE producer Sarah Stock was arrested. Mm yesterday morning yeah. um yeah it notes that she was arrested for aggravated battery resisting law enforcement disorderly conduct and public intoxication by alcohol she was booked at 4:25 a.m on sunday and a bond was set at 600 dollars she has since been released yep yeah. Um, she was let go by the WWE in early September during the, the latest round of, uh, cutbacks that happened. Um, yeah, I mean, I, is this, is this a product of being released? Is this a product of COVID? Is this, you know, kind of, it's, it's what is what is happening what is going on
4: yes to both i think it's a combination of everything um even just for myself at the top of the program you know going through and waiting for this this test result it's uh it takes a toll uh mentally and uh i can just imagine like if the test came back positive like it would have uh you know definitely added to the stress hole so I, I get it um it kind of hard to blame wwe on this kind of stuff but um but yeah i'm just it uh it's one of the things that kind of is what it is. You know, Mental health is something that uh, we've touched on in this program and uh, other programs that we're a part of, but uh, it's something that's uh, definitely becoming an issue um, in the current landscape of things. And I think that, uh, unfortunately, this might become a little bit more commonplace. Uh, something else that, that kind of loosely ties into that, uh, with a lot of uh, WWE talent that have been released recently, and the most recent one that I saw was with Mr. Eric Young, who has gone back to Impact, uh, thankfully, um, yeah. of this news and information coming out of what WWE had planned for them before the the, before the COVID-19 started. I'm seeing a lot of this coming out with the talent that has left the company and this information is being leaked out. It just, it feels, I, I, I think it's on purpose here, Carl, that WWE is leaking this information to feel, to make this talent feel guilty for, for uh, going elsewhere. I think that that's kind of the ultimate goal. It seems, I know it seems kind of petty. I, I think that that kind of might be what's going on.
3: I think so as well, yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunate,
4: yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Especially these ones that they felt unused, and that's arguably why they're released, and then they release the say, oh, we actually had a plan for you if you would have stuck around, you know, and that, right? that kind of stuff just, like, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I just I think yeah. it makes everybody kind of look uh, petty and uh, and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, it's one of those things that it, it kind of is what it is. Um, yeah, there's been a fair amount of dirt stuff. There's Joy Ryan stuff that I don't really want to bring up, more Velveteen yeah. Dream stuff, you know so yeah there's a lot of kind of uh questionable stuff going on behind the scenes but uh really stuff that's worth kind of bring up for breaking news uh, that's really about it
3: yeah there really isn't a lot no. i mean uh something else that we have here uh current currently in AEW we have uh Trent um uh who who's been working uh he's he's officially listed as Trent with a question mark um yeah. he he's recently filed for a trademark um Ooh. for the name Trent barretta wow as opposed to trent barretta that was used in the wwe Um, so instead of (laughs) b-a-r-e-t-t-a he is uh going to uh uh for uh for copyright i guess on b-e-r that's close e-t-t-a um so so that he can he can essentially use that name right and and the WWE can't uh, can't come back on him for it after he left the WWE um he used the name Trent Beretta, yeah um, as Japan, well as several and... other names um but for his main roster uh career it was slightly respelled huh. and was spe- spelt with the uh the a instead of the Beretta. e so yeah. yeah
4: interesting interesting yeah
3: yeah, but I mean other other than that, there really isn't um a whole lot that I am seeing here. Yeah. Um nothing that's really you know, come up no. or, or anything like that. I guess uh maybe maybe one other notable thing is that um oh, what's his name there? Ken Shamrock mm. is gonna be put into the uh the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. You mean, Fra- and,
4: you, uh, mean uh, actually... Fra- you mean Frank? You mean okay, okay. I'm, I'm getting Ken and Frank mixed up. Oh yeah, yeah. Ken Shamrock. Yeah, yeah you're right.
3: Yep. Yeah. And uh, he actually reached out to mm. a former WWE uh, super mega star, oh. legend, oh. Hollywood now guy, uh, The Rock, oh. Dwayne Johnson. And <clears throat> The Rock is actually going to uh, to to do a recording yeah. for him. For his induction into the Hall of Fame, so uh, r- really cool. I think that that's a uh, very classy move on uh, on the part of The Rock that uh, for him to to even you know do something like that and 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 essentially show that you can transcend the WWE and be there as professional wrestlers and people yeah. together, right?
4: We'll see if it happens. Uh, I have a feeling Vince is going to put the kibosh to that, but uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't think he, he could even appear in Impact as Dwayne Johnson because he's done stuff in WWE's as Dwayne as well. So I, I'll, I'll be happy and glad if, if it does happen, but I have a feeling that once Vince gets wind of it, he might uh, at the very least want to meet with the Impact guys and say, hey, you know, we need a bit of a kickback if you're going to use Dwayne on your program. But uh, we'll see.
3: Honestly, I think if it does come to that, uh, the uh, Dwayne uh, will probably look at Vince and say, Dwayne. "Go ahead and find me. What do you want? I'll write the check right now." Yep. Yeah. Right, like that's just the the you, you see it. You see in in different articles and different news pieces that have been done on the Rock. That's just what he does. He's got mm-hmm. one of the biggest hearts that you you could mm-hmm. ever. Ever imagined to see, and I think that that's essentially what he'd do. Is if the WWE did decide to do some sort of uh, retaliation over this, yeah. he'd just say, "Vince, how much do you want? Like, I'll just rate the check here."
4: <laughs> I mean, Duke can like rip out an iron gate from solid masonry work by himself. Um, I don't think he's a guy that you want to tick off uh, either. As well, uh, the only other kind of breaking news I think I would kind of bring up is uh, Kyrie scene. It uh, looks like she's uh, gone back over to Japan. But I guess it's still technically affiliated with the WWE, so it's almost kind of like they let her go, but not quite. It's strange. It's strange yeah. because uh, uh, she's somebody that I'd really, really like to see uh, back in stardom. Um, yeah, because they've been killing it in stardom now. If you get a chance to, to catch any of their program lately, they're absolutely doing fantastic over there. But you know they're affiliated with uh, with New Japan, so I'm hoping that they'll kind of let her go at some point, and she can get back to. Uh, because she's an incredible talent, she's a little undersized, and I think that was a big reason why they didn't push her over the WWE. But I mean, she's somebody that uh, they need to let her work over in Japan, please.
3: Definitely, they do. Please. But you're right; they they did let her go back over there because yeah. she, you know, she had just just gotten married and then came over to North America, and yeah. you know, like was, was missing her husband and wanting to go back and and be with her husband. So they were like, okay, like cool, we'll let you go back, yeah. but. You're going to become brand ambassador, essentially, for the WWE over there. So that's uh, essentially what they've done with her is they've uh, given her the availability to go back home, be with her husband, but still kind of having her under contract as an ambassador of the brand over there. Yeah.
4: So, yeah, we'll see what uh, becomes of that. All right, Carl, before we uh, do our showstopper segment, we need to do our match of the week segment. All right, for our match of the week segment here this week, I think I will let you, uh, as traditionally seems to be, I'll let you go first, and I'll give you my pick. I think I think yours is going to possibly make your head explode.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, mine mine's coming from uh, NXT Takeover 31. Mm. Um, you know what? I, I I watched quite a bit of wrestling programming this week, Good. and uh, although this wasn't the best week for matches within the world of professional wrestling. I was happy to see kind of the 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 flow and uh, development of this matchup here. Mm -hmm. We're looking Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Been hearing a
4: lot of good about this.
3: Yeah, went twenty eight minutes, twenty eight minutes and some seconds. Um, I mean, it it definitely was a very good matchup. Good back and forth. Good development between both. They worked really well together. you really didn't see very much happening for uh, like outside interference or anything like that. So, I mean, it it was good just to allow them to go out there and put on a really good show. And if anybody could do it, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly definitely can do it. And I think that they really delivered. Was it the greatest match of all time? Definitely. It wasn't, but for this week, it was one of the best that I saw.
4: What was interesting leading up to this, too, uh, on WWE's program uh, I know it's kind of affiliate with the WWE I think it's essentially one of their products of the bump uh, our friend Tony Kazina was actually uh, on there and actually uh, was talking about uh, Kyle Raleigh. they've actually both spent time over in CWE here in Canada too by the way Yes. and uh, so I think it's um, largely where I kind of got Kyle actually kind of got a lot of his beginning uh, in there and was uh, working with Ring of Honor at the time as well so it was really cool uh, to actually see our friend Tony Kazina uh, kind of on a WWE program there so that's very cool that that, that, that WWE loves that kind of stuff, which is oh, yeah. surprising giving like the current landscape of kind of what's going on here. Um, you know, you guys can't go and do other stuff, but we're seemingly allowed to bring and even mentioning new Japan and these other places uh, on the program, uh, very on WWE. Like I would like to actually to see more of that from this company, especially right now. So, yeah, uh, so very cool and, and definitely a match that I still need to go check because I've heard a lot of good thising, good things about this. And it felt like, uh, from what I've heard, it's been a real kind of defining uh, match for Carl uh, Riley, especially in the WWE uh, context the en- of things. So
3: The entire pay-per-view itself, I mean, yeah. really wasn't a takeover quality yeah. uh, type of, of pay-per-view. Um, but they <clears throat> they have done some really cool things. So definitely big Joe, I want you to go and check that out because uh, uh, this, this new arena, this new thing that they have um, going on. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's really good. I'm loving the look of things. Um, they had a mixture of live audience members as well as um, Thunderdome style uh, Still, yeah. members of the audience as well. Yep. And, I will have to agree with you. Going and uh having fans in the crowd, it does make a difference. It does. It really does it and difference. and you, you could really notice that in this pay-per-view that happened that uh having those live audience members there made you feel a little bit more at home.
4: One of the reasons why I really uh, enjoy New Japan progressing uh, recently is they they have a, a fair number of uh, fans in the arena watching the shows, which makes my Match of the Week segment uh, kind of uh, a little more impactful. And it was really good for me because, like, like I had said, you know, this past week was a pretty stressful uh, week for me. And thankfully, I got to watch some entertaining uh, professional wrestling uh, during my time. And my Match of the Week is coming from New Japan, coming from the G1 tournament. This is coming from night eight here, Carl. And this was the second match in the card. And we were talking Mr. Juice Robinson versus Toru Yanu. Uh, this is my match of the weeks. Uh, for this um uh, for this week here, Carl, because it was only like just shy of seven minutes long, but I was thoroughly entertained by this match. They did some cool. They did some funny segments here. And I just sat back. You know, you got to hear the reaction from the crowd. You know, Yano spraying uh, hand sanitizer at people and they even uh, uh, tied up Juice's legs at one point and Juice had to kind of hop back into the ring and just uh, a lot of talk back and forth between the two guys. It, just, it, was, it was fantastic. I, was, I, was, I really enjoyed it. And I just it, it uh, put me in a good mood after kind of a crappy week. So uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that match. Congrats to both guys. Uh, and uh, even Torrianu, you know, he put a smile on my face. So mission accomplished
3: and you know what that's exactly what it's all about people professional wrestling isn't just always about what's actually happening uh competitive wise between the two people it's there to elicit an emotion (laughs) it definitely did that right and and if yeah yeah, so there you go somebody who who is a uh, comedic uh you know type of of worker Sometimes is a good thing, especially if you've been having a uh, pretty crappy week yeah. or uh, the day's just gone to hell. <laughs> and, uh, you know, being able to see something like that elicits that emotion. And that is what professional wrestling is all about, eliciting yeah those emotions
4: he managed to list some uh, good stuff out of uh juice as well so uh anybody who hasn't had a chance to check out that match go go check it out you'll, uh, you'll you'll have a hoot it doesn't take a whole long to to watch it so uh, do yourself a favor and go check it out i think it'll put a smile on most uh, wrestling fans faces all right carl before we uh, go to our showstopper segment let us hear from our friends over at com
3: the chairshot.com the is your home for hard-hitting reviews news opinion and analysis with attitude why because you're smarter than the average fan the always use your head all
4: right guys big joe and carl careful back here in terminal talk it's time for our showstopper segment All right man, and everybody watching here we are literally we are thirteen episodes away from our two hundredth episode. It's a pretty landmark situation, a lot of not only wrestling podcasts, a lot of podcasts in general don't make it uh, that far as things happen, uh, create differences or what have you. People lose touch and then they go away. We're going to be coming up to 200 episodes, man. Pretty incredible. And I thought we'd kind of just uh, talk about how we've kind of managed to keep this going for so long. It, it, it's uh, There's a lot of factors kind of at play here uh, that have resulted in us being around as long as we have. Uh, w- 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 what would you say?
3: Well, I do want to say that we've been doing this since 2015. Mm-hmm started out in 2015 with uh with the dynamic of that guy big joe (laughs) and myself um so we have talked about before uh you know the 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 beginnings and how things uh you know came about for uh the turnbuckle talk program and uh events surrounding um the combination of big joe and i um don't want to talk about that right now that's a, a little bit of a debbie downer um but kyle we love you mm-hmm. and that's about all i'll say about that yep. um but yeah i mean since 2015 we've been going and we have been consistent and i think that that's one of the biggest things for us is that we have had that consistency and i'm gonna pull up on screen here boom there you go you see that right in the center. <laughs> that that logo is yep. is you know uh, something that that i had i had created i had it done up for me by uh, by my good friend josh meisner um paid him for the work so yep. this is that's mine that's my logo that's our logo yep. everything i paid for it we as the podcast got it yep. paid for done and um consistency that's a big thing. Yep. Now, little tweaks and changes here and there definitely have happened as you see like we got this new type of uh style here. If you uh kind of take your hands and cover up the uh the logos on the side that you see there, that's essentially what we're now using for uh for for our logo. Yep. Actually, you know what's really cool about Streamyard here? <laughs> there you go. Yep. So up at the top right hand corner, you see uh, that logo. So a little slight change, kind of like other companies have done as well, but we've been consistent with that logo. Yep. So consistency is key.
4: Yep. And the other thing that you notice, and uh, with this uh, still up here, uh, kind of tells the story as well. Uh, just all the associations and the friends and the partnerships that we've developed over the years, you know, call Brand dot com, Carlos over at any pro wrestling, Greg over at the Streamyard. The hitting course, of course, the hitting the marks uh, podcast network with our friends uh, Rick and Jargo over there. Um, that's really to, to just kind of focus on that for a minute. That, that's really been one of the the biggest things for me with this with this podcast is become associated with those guys, and especially and the guys were at the grill position. That's been some of the most rewarding stuff that I've done. Uh, when it comes to just podcasting, broadcasting, kind of in general, well, getting the chance to work with those guys has been absolutely amazing.
3: It definitely has been. I mean, they developed from partnerships to friendships, yeah, which is just amazing. And I mean, for for us to be able to at any at any time pick up our phone yeah. or hop on the computer and send a message and go, hey. I got this idea I'm thinking about, or, Hey, I feel like crap. Yeah. Let's talk for a couple minutes. And, and they're there, they're there for you. It's, it's yeah. become a friendship instead of just a, uh, a partnership. Um, and that's been a fantastic thing. Uh, especially I want to give a shout out right now to, uh, uh, Ryan, to Ryan K Bowman, mm. um, our friend has been going through some uh, very trying times right now, but is uh, bouncing back, uh, making a full comeback. As we know, he will because he is a tough son of a bitch, um, <laughs> yeah. and and I mean Mickey as well. Um, yeah. You know his 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 uh, fiance. Um, they've both been very strong throughout everything that has been going on, and uh, Mickey and Papa Bear. We love you and, and you know what, we're here for you and, uh, we appreciate you. And I just wanted to make sure that you, uh, you guys got a shout out from us at least. Um, we've talked, uh, we've, you know, over Facebook and, and, and stuff like that, but, uh, happy to see that, uh, yeah. you know, that, that a comeback is, uh, taking place right now. And then just, like I said, that's the type of relationship that's, that's been built is that where we can, uh, uh we can share in the care. It's been fantastic.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And for for Ryan, uh, like you had mentioned, now uh, he's on on demand, and when he's good and ready, we will definitely be having him back on the podcast. Uh, he's always always going to have a home uh, here with us, uh, even oh, yeah. even uh, after the uh, dot com. Uh, it's that dude is more gone past like you know with especially with him, Michael uh, Jargo and Rick. Those guys have like it's it's gone past friendship those guys are like family to us now That's um, right and uh, so the, it's always always welcome to have any of those gentlemen on this program and they always, will always be able to and just um yeah even kind of going forward you know we have some new prospects on the horizons uh with the podcast and just wrestling in general uh there's there's a lot kind of on the go you know we, we we've never really kind of blown up into that stratosphere we, we, you know we, we've um but we've, we've, like you said, we've been consistent and we've built a whole lot of, um, partnerships and friendships, uh, and to me that that's been more rewarding than achieving any kind of superstardom and whatnot. Um, that was something I'll always take away from this is just all the, all the great experiences and, uh, the friendships made throughout the years
3: definitely i'm going yep. to get this out of the way just super quick here we already talked about our friends over at collarandelbowbrand.com yep. i want to talk about our friends at fnxfit.com yes. as well cuz they they were somebody else uh when we decided to start doing the vidcasts mm. they reached out to me yeah. on our social media platform and they're like we we're kind of digging what you're doing uh we'd love to be able to uh you know, kind of help you out a little bit and, uh, you know, offer you a, a discount code and offer you, uh, you know, something for you, for your uh, viewers and for your listeners. So if any of you out there are uh, going to the gym, working out, need some protein, need some pre-workout, post-workout, um, super greens, whatever you, you, you really need, fnxfit.com can get you that. Yeah. You want a discount code shoot us a message and i will get you a discount code and you can go and save yourself like 15 percent off your entire purchase that you make and i mean it's 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 a fantastic over there i've been using the super greens and i feel fantastic i love it i love the super greens nice. so if anything try out the super greens but yeah make sure you go and check out fnxfit.com Shoot us a message at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, we'll get you a discount code so that you can save 15% off any of your purchases over at fnxfit.com.
4: Absolutely, Carl. And the biggest thing with uh, with this topic of uh, how we've managed to, to keep this coin for so long is uh, we have the, the really rare kind of thing here that you and I have known each other for over 30 years now, and not only just being fans and then kind of podcasting together. That That's one thing that really kind of sets us apart, not just from wrestling podcasts, but podcasts in general. Uh, to know somebody for, for that long a period of time it really, really helps in this process of doing a podcast on the weekly basis and how we've been so consistent is that – we have just so much to kind of uh to play off over the years, and just it's uh it, it makes doing this a lot easier when you uh know your host so well and it's it's different when you, then you have to kind of try and do something with somebody else it doesn't feel quite the same and just it's that to me that's the bit been the biggest thing and even in in uh in this episode, how you managed to turn this segment into combining our sponsors into it too that's another thing um that's that's pretty rare, and uh, you gotta give props to you. You always do that well. He's I, I I've still yet to see somebody kind of segue from a conversation into an ad read as smoothly as you do. So <laughs> well, so thank you so, very so, much. So congrats, um, man.
3: I, I, no, I, I, I appreciate that. You know what? I, I attribute that to, uh, to my night shifts and listening to, uh, talk radio. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a couple of programs that I listen to at night. I'm not going to mention them here, but uh, if you want to find out what they are, shoot me a message.
4: Yep. Um,
3: and I'll let you know what those programs are that I listen to overnight. And, uh, yeah, it's just been fantastic that, uh, you know, we going, going into 13 episodes away from 200 yep. and I mean, Without these sponsors that we've got, whether it's been Collar and Elbow Brand, whether it's been Phoenix, whether it's even been uh, Hype City Vapors that we had for a while as well. Yep. I mean, no matter what it's been, they've been fantastic every time that we tag them in a post on, uh, uh, on Facebook or Instagram. They've been fantastic with us. Yep. And then the partnerships that we've had with the HTM Podcast Network pw dot com, the dot com, dot com, and now the newest partnership that we have with Streamyard, mm-hmm. bringing you these amazing vidcasts yep. every week. Uh, this, this has been, uh, I, I would almost say, a godsend. Yep. Like this is something that we had we had talked about and thought about for for a while, and kind of decided that we didn't really need to do this in video format. And then, uh, thankfully. We decided, you know what? Yes, we're going to start to do video format. And now that we've been doing video format, it's been fantastic. The the uh, The number of viewers, uh, the interactions that have been happening and coming from it have been fantastic. And that's something that we, we want to continue as well. If you uh, are watching us live, interact with us. We have the availability to put those comments up on the screen so that everyone can see. And then your comments are then being shown to the entire broadcast network that's watching us, yep. so I mean it's it's just simply fantastic that Streamyard has been there. And and very very minimal in cost as well for us to uh, to be able to do this. So I mean it's it's been fantastic. And the guys over there at Streamyard are continuously updating things as well and giving us more options, different things to do. And I'm I'm loving it. Something that I'm not sure if you even know, Big Joe. But if you put your cursor over top of the uh, uh, the window that you see there, the bottom right hand corner kind of has a little pop out that you can turn that screen, Mm. that smaller screen, full screen. Yep. Like that that's something that wasn't there before, and that's there now. It's fantastic. Very cool. And then to even for ourselves branch out into our own merchandise, I mean, that's fantastic as well. Big Joe is wearing the Classic Logo (laughs) tea this episode. I've been drinking out of the uh, Classic (laughs) Logo uh, mug as well. I mean, turnbuckle-talk.myshopify.com is where you need to go for that. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to continue with that. Uh, I will let everybody know that there has been a like a ninety-day trial uh, that we've been given for this. So, if there okay. is anything that you want on there, you better go and get it quickly because if uh, unfortunately, if the uh, the sales really don't um, continue, yeah. Uh, I may have to look at a different avenue for merchandise for us um, because that can that can start to get very expensive to uh, to have the Shopify account going yep. and uh, not having any type of revenue coming in f- from that to even just pay for the next month yep. of having Shopify. So if you want some merchandise from Turnbuckle Talk, go and check out turnbuckle-talk.com dot my there we go
4: alright well I guess that's a good uh, way to kind of wrap things up uh, next week episode 188 we'll see what happens uh, next week in the world of professional wrestling there's always stuff that happens and we'll always have stuff to talk about so we will see you guys on the next one
3: have a nice day it's me it's me it's the r to b to beat as you can tell in the background we are out celebrating that is what we do here and hitting the marks top not like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows here. You can find that all at hittingthebucks.com.
2: Run.